for your listening pleasure. This is the Jagati Podcast Experience. Hey, and thanks for downloading episode two of the Jagati Podcast Experience. I am your host, Joe Jagati, along here with Mickey on Vox. Yo. And we have a very special interview with the beautiful and talented Venus DeMilo Thomas, who you might remember from Salute Your Shorts. She's not with us right now. We have an interview with her after this, but she's not like sitting with us right now. <laughs> uh, let's take a step back real quick and let's talk about that. Phil Moore. He has a tour with Let's Make a Deal. I think the next show is coming up are November 6th and 7th at the Event Center at the Hollywood Casino in Charlestown, West Virginia. I didn't even know there was a Hollywood casino in West Virginia, so... I didn't even know there was a West Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually thinking about taking the ride out there and (laughs) actually uh, enjoying the show and hopefully dress up as maybe some grapes. We got Halloween tomorrow. What are you dressing up as Halloween? What? For Halloween. Okay, so since this podcast will be coming out after Halloween, I guess I I can say it. I'm going to be Wayne from Wayne's World. Okay. Uh, uh, besides having the black wig, I'm going to have an afro and I'm going to put the hat on top. So it's going to be kind of like, are you Wayne? Are you Easy E? Which what are you doing? Party but, on. Party uh, on. So I'm actually thinking about taking a two and a half hour ride out there. Uh, if you go out to Let's Make a Deal, what are you going to dress as? You're going to dress as Wayne for Let's Make a Deal? I'm probably not dressing up. No? You uh, don't want to get on stage and try is, to win that? This is why I'm not dressing up, because West Virginia happens to be in the South. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it really the South, though? I mean, to me, it seems like it's the Northeast a little bit. I think they're very proud of their Southern uh, heritage. <laughs> this is, you're not going to be put this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to put this on the podcast. Let's talk about this. All right. All right. I have... Uh, and this is me. I'm not saying I'm not speaking for anyone else but myself. But I have kind of a fear of going to the south for any long period of time. Uh, we're going to a place that I've never heard of in West Virginia. Uh, isn't there some moonshine bars around the place? Too? I do want to visit the moonshine bar. It's Sweet Shine, apparently. I don't know what Sweet Shine is, but there is Sweet Shine bar there. This has all the makings of an African American horror story. You know what? I looked up on TripAdvisor. There's absolutely nothing else to do in the town other than go to the Sweet Shine Bar, which looks to be in someone's house. It looks like someone's mm-hmm. house. You don't know if, like, last call, they start locking the doors, and it's like, oh, no, you guys are going to come party with us for the rest of the night. <laughs> there, was, there was a picture on TripAdvisor. It looks like there was a lemon walking into a, a bunker, like a bomb bunker in the did underground. You see, did you see a picture of him coming back up? <laughs> You know, they might have squeezed him. They might have squeezed him for that sweet shine. I'm a very nervous and paranoid person in general. Uh, okay, I, l- you know what? You're talking about the South really quick. We weren't going to talk about this. Let's talk about this really quick. <laughs> Where does it. the South start? Anything south of Philadelphia. <laughs> you know what? And you you might be right because I drive in South Jersey and it's nothing but pickup trucks. I see rebel flags. I forgot where I was driving uh, home from one time. It was in Jersey. And they were waving, like, rebel flags outside. I, I forgot. We were going to an event somewhere during the day. So it was, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon I was going there. And they were waving rebel flags and trying to get people to honk and be like, yeah, save the flag. And then it was, like, at midnight that I was leaving whatever event I was at. And they're still waving the rebel flag <laughs> at midnight going, yeah, save the rebel flag. It's like, you're in Jersey. Get a job, bum. You're in North Jersey. If, if any, you know, like, where does the South start? I'm in Delaware. I feel it like starts, I'm in- It starts in your heart. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having, you know, pride in being from the South. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with being, you know, from the South, but there's... I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying, where does the South start? 
because you go into Virginia also or North Carolina. I feel like that's where's the line at? Where those are? I would consider those the South because they're below. It's below D.C., so definitely South. D.C. South to me. So, I think Delaware is the last northern. St- I think that was the. Was that like constitutionally? I don't even, I don't even consider Delaware. Really? I, you I know what? I didn't do that well in world history. So that was many <laughs> moons ago. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think Delaware might be the last stop of northern states, and then it's just south. Oh, okay. everything else is Texas. <laughs> Let's get off the spot topic, and we're going. No, let's we, talk about it. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's rewind a little bit, actually. Um, after the last show, we were talking with Phil Moore, and he said, 90s are the new black. And right after that, the splat happened. Have you watched any of the splat yet? I watch the splat all the time because I've invested hundreds of dollars in buying DVDs and like VHS tapes of what's on the splat now. I've been watching the splat for like 10 years. This isn't anything new to me personally. I feel old. I feel like the splat is now the Nick at Night of this time. Yeah, you actually kind of like broke that down because I'm like, isn't it a little soon for like our shows to be like old shows for like millennials? And you're like, well, the shows like that came out about like what, 20 years ago. And then the shows that are on Nick at Night when we were like kids were stuff that came out about 20, 30 years ago. So it kind of lines up. Yeah, I feel I feel so old. My back hurts, my knees hurt, you know. And I'm one of those people that say my time was better than the time now where kids are they have their face in the tablets and they have their they're all over the phone. But you know what? I do the same thing for social media for this website and this podcast and all the videos that we do. I you have to keep in touch with those younger kids. And my grandmother has Facebook and yells at me on some of the stuff that I do on Facebook. My mom has uh, Facebook and that's a whole podcast. In I, it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of the posts that your your mom thinks you're crazy, which you are a little bit. But now she can actually see it and monitor you at all times. I'm exactly like her. So whenever she says I'm crazy, she's unintentionally telling telling everyone that she's crazy. So I mean, I don't have Teen Nick. So you have the Teen Nick package. You have the medium Nickelodeon package. I have the cheapest package that's available. I. I used to watch Teen Nick when I was a teenager, and I, I thought it was stupid. So, I, But here you are yeah. watching the splat from 8 p.m. till 6 a.m. Or what is it, 10 p.m. till 6 a.m.? I don't, I don't know, because as soon as it stops, then I'm popping in season one of Hey Arnold, and it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going and keep going. Do you actually stay up until 5, 6 o'clock in the morning watching these shows? Depending on how my day has gone, more than likely I do. Yeah, I, if I'm in the mood to like watch a bunch of like cartoons I watched as a kid, then I'm gonna like really commit to the idea. Okay, I'm gonna admit to some illegal activity here on the show. Oh God! And reboot is. Am I allowed to watch and reboot? Why wouldn't you be allowed to watch? Because they're and... illegally streaming these Nickelodeon shows. How's it illegal? Because of copyright reasons, right? Uh, copyright schmoppyrights. I mean. If you can play some like patriotic music in the background for this part, I feel as though as Americans, we have the right to watch the shows that we watch as kids that made us happy. And the copyrights and the big corporations, and they're all corporation-y, they're trying to take that away from us with all these copyright laws. There's still not a third, like the, se- the third season of Pete and Pete is still not released in chain stores because of copyrights and all the politics of it. And hey, I got you the DVD. Exactly. Had you not gotten me the third <laughs> season of Pete and Pete, I'd be in a mental institution right I now. I am no longer allowed on eBay or PayPal because of those DVDs. 
Well, I never said that. I never said that. Uh, uh, edit, <laughs> edit, edit. <laughs> uh, so let's get into Venus de Milo Thomas. We met her up the day after Phil Moore's interview. Yeah. And it was the same time. I think it was like 11 to 2, I believe it was. Yeah. And I tried to book Red Lab Studios for two days, but it just wasn't available for the second day. So I desperately booked a place that I found on Craigslist, which looked amazing in the pictures. Looked absolutely beautiful. So we get there and it's by... This, this story sounds so familiar for some reason. It's like, I found X on Craigslist and it looks so beautiful <laughs> on Craigslist. But then when I got it in person, continue. It was by, it was by the... Um, it was by the E3 Convention Center. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was right around the corner. We park in the parking lot. I get across the street, and I could not find the place. We could not find the place. Yeah, everything looked like... <laughs> it was, did we get the right address for the place? There was garbage all over the floor. The windows were covered up by either... It looked like, it looked like dry shaving cream was applied to the window so you cannot see inside. I was like, I know I have the right address, but... Am I really at the right place? Yeah, there's nothing that would like make you think from the outside that this place was a studio. I'm not going to mention the name of the place because I really, you know what? I, I you should don't be I don't, that guy. You I don't want to be that guy. But I paid more money for this place than I paid for Red Lab Studios in Los Angeles for this interview, and I felt like I got ripped off. So finally, the woman comes up to to open up the place, and the first thing, okay, well, first of all, I know what hit me the first time she opened the door. What hit you as soon as she opened that door? Was I actually there when she when she showed up? Because I remember I went to get everyone coffee at one point. So I might... Uh, Once been... we got inside, I think that's when I texted Venus and she said, uh, grab her a coffee. Okay. Um, okay, so you don't remember. But no. <laughs> as soon as she opened this door, the first thing I did, I got punched in the face with some kind of musky odor smell. Oh, when I yeah. In there. It was like some... It's like... It's kind of like if like a frat from UCLA were like, hey, let's have like our last hurrah party at a studio. And then they had the party and everything, vomit and beer was spilled all over the floor. And they're like, oh, do you think we should clean it up? It's like, no, nah, let's get to that in the morning. We were the morning crew. It, it smelled like some really bad orgy <laughs> the <laughs> night before. It just smelled I like I gave you PG, blood. he gave you R. There you go. <laughs> I felt so embarrassed. It would feel more, feel more as a guy. You know, sometimes it's, even if it's not the best, you can be like, all right, well, we're guys. We can tough through this. But Yeah, as the guys, you know, we're used to living in places that look like we're losing a game of Jumanji. Yeah, and so we had to move this couch around. The, the couch was disgusting also. It was a white couch, but you would never know it was a white couch. <laughs> we, to, we argue about this all the time. I think it was an off-white eggshell color to begin with, but he <laughs> seems to think it was originally white. <laughs> You know, I have no idea what color it originally was, but it was supposed to be white. So we had to use a black couch. It was not meant to be a regular couch. It had a chase on the end, which I had to remove the chase and then remove a cushion and then put this chase cushion as two of the regular cushions. Oh, yeah, you had to play Django with it. I remember that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. So... Venus DeMilo Thomas was in a lot of stuff in the 90s. She was almost a 90s icon. Yeah, like when you really like go down the list, I think either we say it in an interview or we're going to say it again in like five seconds after I say it. But she was literally in, other than Salute Your Shorts, almost every predominant like 90s TV show that you can think of, she had at least a guest spot on it. Like she was in um, 
let's go down. She was in Family Matters. She was in Sister Sister. She was in uh, My So Called Life. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Joe thinks I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she was in My Brother and Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I know she was in The Bold and the Beautiful. I used to watch that all the time. I used to uh, watch it with my grandmother. You too? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> one Life to Live. You know, I'm such a... Uh, General Hospital. Yeah. Yeah, that's that Saturday podcast that we do. Uh, yeah, where we're just talking about, like, what's going on with Sally and Jesse's baby and Johnny coming back, because there's always a Johnny coming back from the dead. <laughs> she, when we got there, she she wanted to make sure that we knew that she was a little bit more than the Nickelodeon character of Telly from Salute Your Shorts. And we knew that, you know? We, we weren't going to... Go there to interview her just for that one part. Yeah, like, uh, a thing with uh, a lot of actors is that, like, whenever they're known predominantly for one thing, when they've done so many other things, is that they sometimes they grow to kind of hate that specific role. But as she was telling us about the other stuff, it never came off that she had any resentment for, you know, Salute Your Shorts or anything like that. At the time, she just did a Salute Your Shorts reunion over in, what was it, Washington? Uh, yeah, Portland, actually, yeah. Oh, Portland, okay. And so yeah, Washington, but just a specific place. I thought it was Portland, Oregon. Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) Keep that one in the podcast. (laughs) First, Vicky can't fly in air. Now he doesn't know what state is in what state and what towns in what town. Uh, I remember asking her if her character related to her in real life, and she said no, she wasn't that athletic growing up. But after the interview, she asked us if we wanted to go watch her play dodgeball. Yeah, she's in a league with other people and. Um, if you've seen the movie Dodgeball, it's adults playing dodgeball, but they take it seriously. Like she was going for some kill shots. Uh, maybe she comes from a family that's all hyper athletic or something, but I would have needed like a smoke break, like 20 seconds into some of their drills. I almost didn't want to, I wanted to get in there, (laughs) but I didn't want to get knocked out by Venus de Milo Thomas. I could see you being like, Hey, can I get in there? Like, sure. You take your shoes off and everything. You're going in there. And then as soon as you get in there, just Wail you right in the face. And it's like, oh, well, that's the end of that. Let's carry him off to the side. Other than that, she also says she does yoga, too. She's in great shape. I mean, Black doesn't crack. I mean, she's younger than me, and I think I'm younger than her. <laughs> <laughs> We're both looking at a hard 24, and that's only a compliment for one of us. She just recently made the top 25 uh, token Black characters of the <laughs> oh, 90s no. or something like that. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's pull up this list. I think it's on her... Her page. Let me look this up. Because I think this is a fabulous list, and I want to talk about this list. Can you take guesses on the top 25 token black characters of the 90s? If Sean Patrick uh, Thomas is not number one or two, then I'm not. <laughs> like, the credibility of that list is going down. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was the only black character on Salute Your Shorts. And that's something that only really stood out to me as I got older, because... Um, when I watched the show, uh, I grew up in the suburbs, and I was generally the only black kid where I hung out. And I was like, oh, well, Telly's just like me. She's, you know, Telly is me. So I never really... Um, I've been to your parties. You're still the only black kid where you hang out at. You know, and I represent, you know, my entire race. You know, I uh, <laughs> I try to mind my manners. And uh, top 25, yes, top 25 uh, token black characters... From 90s TV shows and what happened to them. So let's go down this list really quick. Oh, yes. It's Calvin from Freaks and Geeks. I love this show. I never watched it when it came out. Did you watch it when it first came out? No, I watched because I think the problem with that show is that it just came out when so many other stuff, so much other stuff that was popular was going on, like Dawson's Creek and 
because that's like the best show ever. But like, it was just so much stuff on TV that I just didn't really have the chance to find its audience. But I watched it on Netflix, and I thought it's it's one of my favorite shows this day. I had two days off in a row from work, and I watched the first episode, and I said I have to watch this <laughs> episode <laughs> by episode with my wife. We spent two days watching this show with Netflix uh, doing that thing like every like four hours like hey are you still breathing it's like yes go back to your show it's like oh okay I'm sorry uh, number two on the list is Simbi Kali from Third Rock from the Sun I don't remember that was Sanaa Lathan or was it that's Nina Campbell oh wow that was slightly racist of me <laughs> <laughs> attractive black woman that has to be Sanaa Lathan I wasn't uh, I watched Third Rock from the Sun but I wasn't a huge fanboy of the show you know what? Let's just skip all this. I don't want to go through all this. Let's actually get to Venus. Was there anyone? Well, there was a, a Gabby. Uh, what's her name? You went past her name. I can't remember it now. It's Gabby. Uh, forget it. I can't think of what it is. All right. So I found it. It's Telly Radford. As seen on Salute Your Shorts, played by Venus DeMilo Thomas. Episodes appeared on 20. There were only 20 episodes. Telly was quick on her feet, both literally and figuratively. She was athletic, obsessed with sports, and appeared to be the smartest and most level-headed of all the residents at Camp Anawana, the fictional summer camp on Nickelodeon Salute Shorts. Telly was also the only black kid. Surprisingly enough, she played a substantial role in almost every episode of the iconic Nick show, even more surprisingly, that only lasted 20 episodes, but it occupies such a big space in the cultural imagination. Oh, that was really well said, because the show didn't feel like 20 episodes. It felt like a long time. It was one of those shows you just watched over and over and over and over again. It's kind of like uh, My So-Called Life. That show only had like 10 episodes, but apparently like it's just, I felt like it was like, oh, didn't, wasn't that showing for like eight years? It's like, no, it was 10 episodes and that was it. Almost like a mini movie when the Power Rangers came out and they had the five part series with the, <laughs> the Green Ranger. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that a little bit earlier. They're rebooting the... Power Rangers movie, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it looks like they started a whole new cast with different characters completely. It's not going to be Jason. It's not going to be Billy. It's not going to be Trini. It's going to be a whole different cast of characters. Yeah, that that was... Uh, I never actually even thought of that. I just knew they were rebooting, and I just assumed they were going to new new characters. But it would have been cool to see, like, or, you know, another Billy or you know, another Trini. Rest in peace. So, you know, on that... I was talking to you earlier about movies. Why is it okay for Batman, Superman, the Hulk, the Avengers? Why is it okay for them to reboot so many movies and not something like Ghostbusters who get crapped on because it's all females? And you know what? Don't answer that. We'll save that for another podcast. Right now, we'll, dun, go, dun, dun. we'll go into the interview with Venus DeMilo Thomas. We thank you for downloading this episode. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. If you go to the website, jagati.com, if you're going to do any online shopping through Amazon, on the left-hand side, click that link. You'll be helping us out. Well, you're going to, ha- you're going to have to do holiday shopping anyway for Christmas or you know whatever uh, holidays you celebrate. So you might as well use a promo code anyway just to give, help us out. It's actually an affiliate link, but it's going to cost you nothing extra, but it's going to help us out on the podcast. So enjoy this interview with Venus DeMilo Thomas. And we'll be back the first Sunday of next month, and then maybe we'll start weekly after that. Maybe. I don't know if I'm going to be here, but maybe. <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. Whoa! Oh, 
they just keep coming, don't they? That's the long-lasting scent of pine salt, baby. It smells so clean. So you grew up in California? I was born and raised in Los Angeles, yes. You were born and raised? So you started when you were younger? A baby. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember a television show series called Roots. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, Roots 4. My mom, she uh, started to get me in, like, doing extra work as soon as I was born. And uh, I was pretty young, a little, you know, maybe four or five months old, and I played Diane Carroll's baby okay. in Roots 4. So I wasn't in the first chapter, you know, but I was in the fourth chapter. Um, and I, that was my first thing that I've ever done. As you um, got older, did you enjoy? Yeah. I okay. mean, I always did, you know. Um, to be able to be on set and do commercials growing up and see myself in commercials and just that whole lifestyle was different than what other kids were doing. I wasn't able to necessarily join sports teams and stuff, but uh, my teachers were great and they let me would they would let me practice like with the cheerleading squad. And because I have that cheerleading background, I was able to do family matters and stuff like that. Um, I, I practiced with the basketball, you know, squad. So it's like I know how to play sports, you know, and that helped me with my salute your shorts role. So it's like teachers have always, you know, helped me along the way. My mom, I mean, she's just, it, she molded me and, you know, said, hey, you know, and then she started her acting career and decided that, you know, she was on an episode of In Living Color and she was like getting work, but she was like, I don't want to do this kind of stuff. I'd rather do serious stuff. And it's just really tough for black women because it's it's like how are we perceived because I'm older than I look, but it's, so it's kind of hard for me to figure out where, you know, where I stand, at, you know, now. Yeah. But um, my mom, she had, she opened up a talent agency and I was part of that. And she had an agency in uh, Beverly Hills for 18 years and uh, she just recently retired. But her love of acting is what really got me. I mean, I used to do scenes with her and I do some of the same monologues that she did in her acting classes, in my acting classes now. And I study with the same people. But she just really laid it out for me and said, hey, look, this is a you know really cool thing. And, and once I, I mean, since I was a kid, I mean, I always had to be in front of everybody. I mean, and then my parents, they said they would have friends over and it'd be late at night, two o'clock in the morning, and they would wake me up to come out there and dance. So it's like I had to, you know, this is just who I am, yeah. you know. So I'm just so happy and blessed and proud that I'm able to continue to pursue this. Um, but being on the set was always what I wanted. So being able to go to film school and make that a reality behind the camera and as well as, you know, continue while I was in college, I was, you know, doing acting stuff. After um, you did Salute Your Shorts, you are pretty much on, I was telling them you are on pretty much every significant, like, 90s TV show that there was, like Family Matters, uh, my so-called life, um, the Hughley's uh, smart guy. So, what really made you like go? Okay, well, I'm doing really well at this, but I really want to direct. Um, I knew that I wanted to be on the set, and I knew that I wanted to go to college. I knew that I did not want to sit in, in a class and study and read books about anything other than what I was about. And and film meant. I was shooting and I would turn in a project and the first film that I shot, short film that I did, I submitted to Sundance and I got accepted to Sundance Film Festival. They screened it there. They licensed it for the Sundance channel. Awesome. So that was like, oh, well then I could do this too. <laughs> you know, why not? And when I was getting flown to uh, Sundance, I was working on The Bold and Beautiful and I did 26 episodes of that. So 
it was all while I was in school, going to college, you know, and doing all the jumping around. But it, it's like, to me, it just seems like just a normal extension of who I am. Uh, I love the acting thing. Uh, I didn't do theater major. Um, I've studied some theater at the Roby uh, Playhouse uh, here in Los Angeles. It's an amazing theater company. Um, ben Guillory is the director, and I've been able to do some great scene work, and, and uh, they put on some amazing plays. And um, so I've been able to fulfill that side of the, the acting, studying, and also with Howard Fine. But knowing how to operate the camera, knowing how to have an idea, create something, and put it out there and actually see it, you know, that's just like the greatest thing ever. So I just, I don't know, that's just what I had to do, you know. So do you prefer television or film? I don't have, a, I prefer a dressing room. Okay. You know, if it, you, it can be anything, you know, they tell me I got a dressing room, I'm in there. It's like, let's do it, yeah. yeah I don't know, I just like being on the set, I like working with professionals. Okay. So people who are really uh, experienced or excited about what they're doing and they're trying to put something together and if I can help bring it to light and, and make it a good piece, then... Yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, when we were talking with Phil, he said he preferred television over mm -hmm. film, uh, his preference, because he said it was more... He was more fast-paced. Like, it would yeah. just take a while to, like, do The great thing about, like, saying, doing the Bold and Beautiful, you get one take. Okay. They give you the script, you might work on it, and then you get in there in the morning, and they changed everything. So you got to have your lines down, you got to do it that one time, because they're moving on after you do it. So... Once I've been through that and done, I mean, you just shoot two episodes in one day. It's like nothing, you know? So you have to be on it. You have to be ready. And once I've done that, it's like, I can do anything. Because you get, in film and TV, you get extra takes, even if you're in front of a live audience. But once I know, I can come together, have a scene, and know that if I only have one shot at it and I can do that, then what, 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 what are we going to do? Let's do it. What? Well, I, it's like, I feel like I can do it all now. So, I, I mean, I, I like a challenge. So, you know. So you're known for Salute Shorts, uh -huh. Natalie. Uh, you said that you actually played basketball? Well, and, and nah, I'm not that great. You okay. know, I got a hoop at home and everything. But, I mean, I, I play sports. So, you know, there's a, a tennis episode, Telly and the Tennis Record, but they got me uh, tennis lessons, you know. But because I'm athletic... I could do that and you know other girls couldn't it's so weird i i was i just talked to tia from sister of sister and she's we came up together she told me the story about how she had just come to la and had just met me at the audition for solution shorts and you know it just goes to show like and, and how their careers have taken off and i'm working at paramount now and that's where they shoot insta mom so i was able to go see her again and it's just a trip how everything just like comes you know full circle and you just continue building you know your dream and and how she said that she looked up to me. And I said, wow, man, you don't have no idea how much I look. And for her to say that to me, it's like, it, it, made, it just made me know that I'm doing the right thing. And she's working with a lot of the people that I work with. And it's like, wow, I've made, you know, I'm, I, I know what I'm doing here. And this is good. Do you so. think that era was more of a fraternity than a lot of the actors now? No, I think that 9-11 happened. And everything became instantaneous. Everybody had to see TV like this. And we didn't need a budget. We could just go ahead and get a couple guys with a camera and create all this drama and nonsense and not really pay people and have residuals and re repeats and things like that. And that's what happened. Um, I think television, the face of television, has changed after that. In the 90s, you know, I, 
I mean, I remember, you know, TGIF and I mean, kids, you, the whole family could sit down and watch a TV show. That's not the same how, how it is today, you know. So I think the industry have changed. I don't think we've changed. I think, you know, we're all still wanting to do what we do best, you know, if it's make people laugh, make people feel things, you know. Um, it's just the industry has changed. I watched children's television now. Mm -hmm. It seems overproduced. Um, if Nickelodeon had the budget that they have now, do you think some shorts would have been the same? We were our own show. It wasn't a Nickelodeon show. It was Steve Slavkin's creation. So this was his experience at summer camp. He wrote a book and then he, you know, wrote a pilot episode and it was its own entity. And because of that, it, I mean, it was his own idea. It didn't have the influence of, of, of people creating something. So I think that's what the difference is. You know, now it's like a formula that people try to create. You know, it's like there wasn't a formula. He just wanted to show kids, you know, and because he didn't have that formula, I think that's why it worked. And that's hard to say, okay, let's make a show, but let's not do it like we normally do. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to think so outside of the box. On the show. Yeah, he really, that was, after having the reunions with them, it's like, that's what he was saying, that he really wanted us all to be just regular kids, and he gave us that opportunity, um, and, and that show, I mean, it's like, we were regular kids on the set, it wasn't a lot of drama or anything, I mean, we went to work, we had a good time, um, and it was just a really good experience, really good experience. How was it? Awesome, I mean, we had one... Uh, uh, five years ago at Kamikaze, and we might be back there again October 30th. And then we just had one a few weeks ago in Portland, and it was amazing. I hadn't seen Heidi, who plays Dina, and Minnie in all those years since. And was it because she was busy before? Or? Yeah, I mean, we both, we all, they are out of the business, so they moved away. Okay. So, you know, you moved to Arizona, like, unless I'm going to Arizona, we probably not going to run into each other, you know? And then we didn't have looked each other up or anything. Um, it just, we grew up. We have friends in common, though, which is great, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like now we can, we can, we can, you know, text and stuff, and we're, we're going to be seeing each other again a lot more now that all this whole '90s thing has come back, which has been really cool. Yeah, Fillmore says the '90s is a new black. I know, I love that phrase. That's so fun. He black. can say that. He can say that. <laughs> you should really get a trademark because once that catches on, that's going that's going to blow up. Right. That's just my personal opinion. Like, so I think you should talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> Because that, that is the thing right there. It is, yeah. Um, I hope so, because I, I, I don't know. I think we have a lot of good stuff to offer, and I think that people are just wanting that nostalgia back because there's nothing like that anymore. Do you think every generation has their nostalgia, or do you think it's the millennials right now? I don't know all these terms. I'm as old as I am, and I know what I like, you know? I yeah. mean, uh, I, I try not to uh, label too much. Because, you know, I, I don't want to be labeled, you know, um, and I just try to contribute as much as I can and love what I love. I mean, everybody, you know, I don't know. It's good stuff. It's good stuff back then. And, yeah, everybody goes back to, to what was good to them, you know, because everything new is always like, ooh, until it's old, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, yeah, it's just generational. So, like, uh, once, you know, uh, Salute Your Short stopped and everything, mm -hmm. and you started doing other projects, I remember seeing... It never, like, it was never, like, I'm doing that project. Oh, okay. It was, like, 
if I have an audition for something, I go out on it. I was always working, so I would be uh, on hiatus with Salute, and then I'd be shooting something at another commercial and doing, so yeah. it was never like, oh, you're doing this project, and then you're doing that project. Like, no, this oh, is yeah. just my life. I'm going to just go on as many auditions as I can, try to book as many as I can, and, you know, see what happens. You know, um, my parents were great and they had people that would take me to my auditions. And I remember my housekeeper, Nelly, she was amazing. I mean, yeah, when my parents were at work, she would take me to the set and uh, she wasn't drive. She couldn't drive very well, but she would follow the bus all the way because she knew yeah. that the bus was going to go down the right street. Yeah. So I would take me two hours to get there, but I got there, <laughs> you know, but it's those experiences that make me who I am and make me like really love what I do and the people that love me that help get me to where I am and sane, you know, at this age, you know, and, and still loving, you know, the industry. So you said you're sane. That was one of the questions I was thinking. What keeps you sane compared to some of the other child actors? I, you know, I can't compare myself because, you know, everybody's dealing with their own demons and fighting their own battles and days are good and days are bad. I mean, and in this industry, it's insecurity. I mean, I get rejected on a daily basis, you know, and or not even acknowledged because, you know, you submit and, and they don't say nothing, you know. Um, so, uh for me, uh, I don't know. You know, you have your ups and you have your downs. Um, if you would have caught me five years ago, it might have been a different story, you know. Uh, I just, I think I'm, you know, I'm just doing good now. And I've got a lot of extracurricular activities. I'm surrounding myself with really great creative people that are always doing stuff. So comedians and, you know, actors and writers. And to just be in that environment and, and to be able to say I have an idea and then, like, make it, that's just the coolest thing ever. Um, I play dodgeball. I think that's great. You know, uh, my team is in uh, L.A. I'm actually going to go to a game, our first game, like, later on today. Which is professional cool. dodgeball? Or? It's um, it's not professional. Okay. Um, well, all dodgeball is professional. Right? I mean, come on, let's listen to that. But um, uh, it's the World Dodgeball Society. They have them all over the country. And um, I'm in the Melrose chapter here, and we play Sundays. And it's music, and a lot of people are in the industry. Some people aren't. Um, and we all get together and have drinks after, and it's just a community. Um, you say a, uh, a lot of people are in the industry, mm -hmm. in the dodgeball. You guys don't, like, worry about, like, face shots at all? Yeah, like, there's, that, like, like people that are on series, and they have face masks that they wear. <laughs> so, like, they actually have the, you know, like, the basketball ones, yeah. and they have the strap in the back. And, I mean, I, luckily, I mean, they, there's, have to be at least five girls on each team. Um, face shots are not allowed. You hope that you don't get hit in the head. I probably get hit in the head at least once a game, um, <laughs> but that's all part of the game. Um, if I do have an audition or if I know I'm shooting, I might not play that that weekend. But for me, just the energy that I get to get out, I mean, and there's totally a lot of other teams. There's softball teams, kickball teams, trivia teams, you know, but this just happens to be where I have the most fun. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Do you have a favorite project that you worked on or? Favorite project that I worked on. I mean, Salute kind of like takes the cake, but then Family Matters was great. I mean, going to that set, Warner Brothers, and we actually shot down the street from my house at, uh, it was then MGM, now Sony. Um, building friendships with those guys was amazing. Um, hanging with Mr. Cooper. I mean, I was doing stuff, you know, during a time that was just so much fun. And, um, the rap parties and things, the Christmas parties that they had, I mean, the DJs and I mean, that was, it was just a great time, you know, um, I, it's, it's really hard. I mean, some days things stand out in my mind more, you know, projects that I've done. Um, 
I, I did a commercial, a Chevy Beretta commercial, and I flew to New Orleans, and it was with Tia Carrera. So yeah. it was like, back then, it was before Wayne's World and stuff, but she was just this really pretty girl, and I got to, you know, have yeah. a lot of fun. And, I mean, to fly there with a tutor and my mom, it's like, those kind of experiences are just amazing, you know? Um, so it's like, I can't say that's better than Salute, but then that was really cool, you know? So I just yeah. kind of just have my days where I could think back and be like, wow, that's so cool, and then, you know, wonder what's to come. I know, like, uh, as an actor, you always want to kind of challenge yourself. Was that, was that like, an additional drive once you ended Salute to, like, do a character that wasn't so much telly as a... No, they tell me that you're a nerd, and then I'm going to go home and find my glasses and be that person. I'm not... I don't discriminate, you know? If they say, this is what we want you to bring to life, I'm going to try to make that girl possible. I played a, a pregnant teenager, um, and my mom just was like, okay, well, you need to find out what pregnant teenagers are like. I'm thinking, okay, I can study pregnant women. No. So I went to uh, the Crittenden Center, which is a great center that uh, works with pregnant teenagers to uh, provide them with housing. A lot of them are going through issues, and they're walking around a lot differently than a normal mother would. Uh, a lot of times they're getting in fights. They don't care about their child or, you know, so just talking to the people there and not that they don't care, but they don't know any better and, yeah. and, and trying to learn, you know, what that process is and, and what it would be like to be in that uh, situation. Not always the best, funniest thing to do, but what an amazing experience. So I'm not going to say, you know, I like the funny characters better than I do the hard characters because they all have something that I can learn from. And that's the experience is to say, okay, what does this person have that I have? And how can I bring that out and, and make that experience real for the audience? Soap operas that like they're very like fast and it's mm -hmm. not really like how you have extra takes on like movies and everything like right. that. So I'm like, well, you know, you did this, 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 and then you doing that. Like it was like a completely different world. Well, I mean, you always want to do good. You always want to try and knock it out in one take. But yeah, everything is totally different. People's working ethics are different. Like uh, you guys saw in my acting reel, I had a scene with Tyne Daly. I mean, to sit down and work with like a Tony Award-winning actress and do a scene with someone like that, I learned so much. It was like the best acting class ever, mm -hmm. just being in that scene with her. Um, but then you got something that's like really fast-paced, like a soap opera. You know, it's it's just it's just different. Um, you know, one's not better or worse. You just got to take as much as you can from each experience yes. and not take it for granted, you know. Yeah. Be ready, you know. That's the whole thing is just to be ready when you when you get there for whatever because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if they're going to change it. You don't know if they're going to write your character out. You don't know. And you don't know once you do it if they're going to air it, if they're going to cut you out. So it's just, it's you know, you just have to just love it enough to just say, here, I'm going to just put my heart out there and hopefully y'all, you know, get to take a piece of it, you know. Yeah, I have a friend who his wife worked on Young and the Restless in New York. And as soon as they went to L.A., they cut her character off yeah. the show. I mean, that happens. It's like, you know, and you can't get a feel away about it. That's just the way the industry goes. When, you know, a door closes, another window opens, hopefully, sooner than later. Do you ever get starstruck any of the movies? or? Um, I've worked on the lots now, so I see people. And then I do live in Los Angeles. Um, and I love actors so my thing is i see people that aren't that are character actors that aren't necessarily like a-list famous actors and that's what like gets me you know and to be able to walk up to someone that you idolize and just say you know i really love your work and then for them to say you know really like 
you know, that you really made my day today. You know, it's like, I love that. I mean, and, and to be in a space where I can actually do that, I mean, and not be nervous. I mean, there's been times in my life where I was like, oh my God, I don't even think I could talk to that person. But like today I know I could say, hey, you know, check me out too. Hopefully we can work together, you know? So, yeah. You think television's moving more to the internet? Oh, definitely. I just did a um, Similac commercial. It went viral. It got like 8 million hits and I played a uh, breastfeeding mother. <laughs> I'm the nipple up lady. I got to okay. show you guys. It's really funny. Um, didn't air on TV. Okay. Only on the internet. Um, it's crazy. It's different. It is the way a lot. I mean, everything is like quick. You know, um, people spend more time on the internet. You sit, you sit in front of a computer all day. Yeah, most internet's people. definitely to do TV. Yeah. So, and then, you know, so that changes all the formatting and everything. Um, but, uh, you know, it, yeah, there's definitely a lot more um, computer things happening, even on television. You know, you've got the Skype and the, you know, you've got the pop-ups. And, yeah, I mean, the, the whole way we look at media is constantly changing. I mean, we've got 4D and 3D and... You know, I mean, I don't like any of that. right? What's four dimensions? Right, right. Smell, like, what does that mean? Right? Do they just slap you in the face? The water come out the TV? What so happens? Actually, slaps you in the face. Right, right, right. It's like, what? This is real. Um, yeah. So you know, you just gotta adapt to it. Do a lot of the networks take that into factor when ratings compared to, say, ten years ago? Which I wish I knew. What a network did. Uh, okay. No, I don't. I, I do actually, but I I can't answer that question because you know I can't. You know, I don't know what the networks are doing. I mean, you see this stuff on TV. I it's hard for me to. I know they're counting the plus twos and the plus threes for the DVR. Right. I yeah. mean, and I work on video demand, so I do get to see a little bit of that side as well. But I try not to take that into what I do as an artist because I can't have any control over that. So it's good to know what's happening, but I just gotta just try to roll with it. You know. What are you doing more directing now than you are acting? Or no, I um haven't. I've been really focusing on acting lately, so I've been really just doing that. I have uh, directing projects that I have in my head, but um, I really want to um, continue to uh, really push with my auditions and working because I really love doing that stuff. And because I can do that stuff and when I do that stuff, that gets me the money so that I can do my own projects because it's cost money to shoot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I would be directing right now if you know I had that budget. For the next project that I want to do, so acting feeds that that side. So as soon as that starts getting fed, I will definitely be directing more. Yeah. So we talked with Phil yesterday. Phil was we were talking about him being a positive influence for the African American community in the '90s. He was the only host at the time that was African American. Mm -hmm. um, do you see yourself as a positive influence? To I've gotten some fan mail that has really like touched my heart as far as that's concerned. And then when I do meet people out, they're like, you know, you're the only black person I saw on television growing up. I didn't have any other contact with black people. And it was such a different vision of what I see on TV today. And I feel sorry for people who only have that image because that's not really how everybody is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to be that girl, you know, um, it's so funny when I'm out in the streets and the people are like, and I say, yeah, I was on that show, Salute Your Show, so like, really, you were? Who are you? I'm like, I'm a black girl. <laughs> what do you mean? Who am I? Well, I like, like seven black girls on a show, I know. Right, no, right, like, come on. So, so that kind of does it, but it's sad to say that was, you know, but, uh, 
that that show was so wonderful in that it wasn't about ethnicity. It was just about kids being kids. And through that, you were able to learn so much instead of having that be issues in the in the thing. It was just about what we we're actually dealing with as human beings as opposed to, you know, what's what's on the surface. And when I was a kid, I didn't see black. I didn't see white. I didn't see any of that. I was talking with Mickey in the car. It was just... It was Salute Your Shores. It was Hang With Mr. Cooper. Mm -hmm. It was Family Matters. It wasn't a black family to me. Mm. Until I got older, and then you realize, like, there was a generation. Yeah, and the Cosby Show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The Cosby Show, yeah. There's the, there's, this stuff isn't there anymore. Uh, yeah, we don't see these role models. Instead, we have, it's really, I, it's hard. I can't imagine, you know, for young people and, and adults, you know, how do you, how do you control that? Yeah, like towards the end of the 90s, early 2000s, there was like a lot of black television. And now it's like there really just isn't like, you know, like you don't have a family matter show where they show, you know, yeah, this family or like. There's 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 uh, sitcoms out there, you know, I mean, there's, there's blackish. There's there's other things that are trying to, you know, fill those gaps, but it's doing it for this generation and it has to be a certain way. And it's it's like the messages are there. They're just a little bit hitting a little bit differently. Yeah, uh, Phil said, like, uh, you can't really compare, like, children's television, if we're just talking about children's television back then to now, because, like, now kids, you know, they're vining and, you know, Instagram oh, is yeah. 15 seconds, so, like, things that you could teach to kids back then, you can't necessarily do it the same way to kids now, because we... No, we haven't, we have no attention span now, yeah. because media is here. I mean, I've seen, like, babies trying to, on a magazine, trying to swipe, and they don't understand because they, you know, it's like, so that that's whole, that's, that gap is gone. And to try to get information to people, it has to be amazing, it has to be now, it has to be right away. Um, it's it's like we'd have to train people differently. Do I look all right, you guys? Yeah, you okay. look great. Okay, I'm good, I'm good. I mean, this is coming from me and like, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I know, we're like, oh, you, know, you guys got the contrast going, it's all right, that style, you know? You still look cool. You still look cool. So nice. you, you good. You good. You ain't got on flip flops. Are we getting on this on this on camera? <laughs> Just put that on the screen. Right. Um, Do you yeah. look good though? Is that the only thing? Is it eating right? What moly? Uh, I love yoga. Yeah. Uh, you know, meditation is part of my daily life. I have a dog that I'm fostering, so um, hopefully I'll have him soon. Um, with Ace of Hearts, it's a great organization here in Los Angeles to save bulldogs and. Um, He's amazing. He's changed my life. So I've had him for the past six months. Uh, so getting up and walking an 86-pound dog for 45 minutes every morning before I go to work kind of makes you a little healthy. Yeah. Kind of keeps you, you know, you just throw in a little extra couple workouts in the week and I'm all right, you know, a little dodgeball on the weekend. So all of that in making me have a great regular regimented schedule because that's the hardest thing with an actor. At being an actor, you don't have a regular schedule. You either have auditions or you don't. You know, and then what do you do to keep yourself going on a daily basis when you're not busy is the thing. And I just stay busy. So I, you know, if it's not this, I'm, I'm going to work. If it's not that, you know, I've got this other project I'm doing after work on the weekend with you guys, you know. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's it. great. It's great. Um, with the Sleep Shorts uh, reunion, do you see the convention scene? Do you think that interferes with your acting world? <laughs> I know some people say they don't want to. You know what? You know what's so funny about that? Because like. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I think about is like, you know, you people think, who are you? What, what are you? Who are you? I'm an actress when I wake up. Can't nobody take that away from me. Not no convention, not a human being, not uh, anything happening. I mean, even if 
the world stopped, I would still be out in the streets doing scenes or <laughs> making, you know, doing comedy or bringing some kind of something to, I got to be in front of people some kind of way. Um, conventions, it's just, it's just another branch. These are all just branches and limbs, you know, whatever happens, you know, I meet people there, then, you know, things happen. I mean, even meeting Phil, I met Phil at Michael Bauer's 40th birthday. Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> uh, Michael Bauer's birthday, he was Docu Lips on Salusha Shorts, and I met him there, and now you, you, he introduced me to you guys, and then I'm going to do a, a work on a scene with him tonight. So that's what it's all about. It's like, so yeah. Yeah. These flags out here. Uh, <laughs> you know, so doing a convention, doing any kind of charity work, anything that would come out as a result of my acting is going to be fun and great. And that's what I want. I want, that's the kind of life I want to have. Yeah, so. and it all seems kind of like the web of everything. Yeah. Of the package. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you're doing the conventions because of your acting and right. everything. And that's um, really cool. Does it ever get like kind of frustrating and be like, you know, I've done so much since, you know, Salute Your Shorts, and, you know, you've played a entire like. High school gymnasium of different characters. <laughs> right. It's like, did you not see me like, hanging with Mr. Cooper? Right, 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 Why is, right. you know, so your shorts? Does it ever get like kind of frustrating just to be like kind of associate with this specific thing you did? No, because I, I love guessing because people are like, I know you. And they're like, Did you go to Inglewood? <laughs> are you my cousin? Like, I don't know if I'm your cousin or not, but have you seen this show, this show, this show, this show? And and usually, you know, I can guess the Salutra Shorts fan, but sometimes I can't, and it could be something else that they saw me in, you know? And then they're just like, no, no, it wasn't that. It was this. You know, it's like, okay, whatever you say, okay? Um, but yeah, so, um, it, it. I mean, it's just all part of uh, of my career, and, and I just hope that I'm just fortunate that when people do remember me and I hope that it's for good things, you know? Yeah, I would I would think that it'd be yeah. kind of uh, a compliment to be a part of something that happened years ago but people still... It really like, is. I so mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been at a bar and people just start singing the theme song to <laughs> Camp Wanawana and yeah, that's it's just like, yeah, and that's so much fun. I think one of the reasons my buddy left was us singing in the car Salute Shorts theme. Oh, wow. So basically what's being said is a Salute Your Shorts. Killed the camera. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the whole Terminator. He right. gets the past, he, he comes to the back. future, and then like changes everything. Right. So essentially she kind of caused this to happen. Right. So. No, I might have been a little bit part uh, of it. Uh, having Mickey here is a privilege stop, so. Yeah. So. He's a good guy. I do anything this weekend. It's like, oh, do you want to come to Los Angeles? I'm like, I'm like 85 to 95 percent sure, and then like in 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? What am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. I'm it's like, well, come on, man. About you, it makes me wanna fart. <laughs> it's I hope we never part. Now get it right or pay the price. Now we will share a lifetime of the fondest memories. By the lake of Wana Wana, sat in the old pine trees. Camp on, we hold you in our hearts. But when we think this thing came apart. Please, God, I wanna wanna speak. God, I wanna wanna live. I wanna wanna.
The Jugati Podcast Experience is brought to you by Jugati Entertainment. Send us a tweet and follow us on Instagram at Jugati ENT or visit us online at www.jugati.com. Thank you.